It is a snow spectacular and around the area right now it's almost two inches of snow in Central Park. We're 11 inches of snow in Pike County, Pennsylvania. Patterson, how are you doing at six inches of snow? Danbury at about five. Near Stanford, we're about four inches of snow right now. Uh, near Sparta, we're uh, around five and a half, almost six inches of snow. So it's widely varied around the area, but this is it. This is the snow system that we were waiting for. And it looks pretty, but you know, the heavy snowfall prompted New York City public schools to make the decision yesterday to go remote today and we are following breaking news a technical issue has caused connectivity problems for students who are trying to learn from home we're going to get you caught up on that yeah we're going to have a live interview with the commissioner of office of emergency management detailing what students need to know this morning here's another live look at mawa new jersey mm -hmm. governor murphy warning that the heavier snowfall farther north you are in the state and they are prepared now let's take a live look at westchester because we're giving you points across the area so we've seen some treacherous conditions this morning on the roadways as that snow continues to pack and you can see the roadways there. They're trying to make a pathway, but it's going to be difficult as the snow continues to fall in so many parts. Welcome in on this Tuesday. It's very busy yeah, mornings at 10. We actually have a snow day. We're like trying to navigate. What is all this stuff as it still falls in some parts of the area? I'm looking outside right now on the Upper West Side. Snow still falling at the 10 a.m. hour. Yeah, our roads are a little slushy. I hope you're someplace warm and safe and that everybody uh, in your family is accounted for as we look at our snow. Well, our road cam is up, so Heather's going to be dealing with how our roads are and how the traffic is. Let's deal with the rest of it. So we're clearing the cameras right now. As you take a look at our cameras around the area, we've got a good amount of snow coverage still. I'm going to show you where it's falling apart and you can see the little bug right there where that snow line is really drifting apart at the end of the radar, but I'll give you full screen. We're 33 degrees right now with that snow falling and that's important because a couple of hours at 33 degrees has allowed us to really start collecting on grassy surfaces on car tops. Roads are still wet to slushy all across the city, but look at Newburgh, look at Sussex, look at Morris town. Look at Poughkeepsie up here. All these numbers are right around the 30 degree mark, 31 degree mark. So we know that we're really collecting some snow right through this area and we've really over collected in some parts of eastern Pennsylvania to around 8 to 10, 10 inches of snow right there. And we think that some of the heavier bands of snow will go all the way to the Jersey Shore. So this is it. That's all that's left of our storm. And it's made a little move in the last couple of hours. You can actually see where the center of circulation is with the wind streams right there. So now we're beginning to pull this out. That's the drier line. We've already got the snow to stop in our northernmost areas. Let's do a little survey here. Montclair officially as of around eight o'clock and they need to update it. You were at four inches at eight. You're probably right around five inches right now. By the time we look at Monroe, we're at 9.5 inches of snow right there. Seven and a half by the time you get to Pocog there. And then um, notice right through the city, it's a very light line here with a little heavier stuff in Brooklyn and Queens all the way to Nassau County right now, a little heavier near Patterson. And that we're watching the wind down now. So if you look at the future cast, this is about 1045 and, and it's going to be a little faster than this because right now that dry line is right here. So let's move that dry line through by lunchtime by about one o'clock in the afternoon, 130. It's all the way out toward the east end of Long Island and by three o'clock it's shut down. I do want to take you into the evening hours here and then on into the morning hours of tomorrow where tomorrow morning's cold temperatures mean a refreeze where whatever's wet and whatever snow we still have out there. We still have some warnings out and watches out for the rest of the afternoon as we go through the day. So that just means that we've still got some snow to get through out there. Let's look at the hour by hour of all this. The snow in the city, and if you base this in the city right here and what we're dealing with, should be shutting down between 11 and right around lunchtime. The good news
is that the totals that we have on the ground will be done at that point. But eastern areas, and I think that's Fairfield County on into parts of Long Island, will still see some snow. At this point, by 1 to 3 o'clock, notice the numbers are going up. So we're going to get a little rain-sleet mix at the very end of this in eastern areas, and that's going to take the snow totals you've got right now and take it down just a little bit. So if you want those pictures, get it in in the next couple of hours. If you want to get the kids in the snow and a picture of the snow, get it in before we start to get these numbers up to about 39. Those numbers will drop on the overnight. Heather, this is a mess area-wide, I know. Yes, it is, and I've been looking at some pictures, and the pictures have been absolutely awful. Now we do have a jackknife tractor trailer on the New York State Thruway and that is on the southbound side so all lanes are completely shut down as a result. We do have Lindsay Tuckman cruising around Road Cam 7 Bergen County on your way up. Lindsay, what are you seeing so far? Heather, I think people took our advice and stayed home because the roads are really empty. Take a look. We are on the Garden State Parkway right now driving north. We're in the Montvale area of Bergen County and we've been driving around this area for a while and it's it's a good thing that people haven't been driving because the roads aren't really great conditions. You can see you can tell there is a slick coating of snow on top of the roads right now. We've seen a few plows and we've seen some salt spreaders, but not all that much seems to be laid down on the road. So there is a bit of some slick areas. There are some chunky areas of snow, which make it a little more difficult to drive. So heeding that advice of staying in, if you have the option to, is probably the right one for today, because even though the sun is up, even though the visibility is getting a little better, you can see those thick, heavy snowflakes are still coming down, going to make it a little bit more difficult throughout the day and then later in the evening when it gets very cold. So be careful, drive slowly, and just take advantage of the opportunity to stay home if you do indeed have that. Back to you guys. All right, Lindsay, stay safe. We'll be checking in throughout the morning. And as the snow continues to fall across much of the area, we've got you covered from every angle, from New Jersey to New York City to Long Island. Look at that team. We really do have you covered. But what we want to get you caught up on now is breaking news involving the New York City public schools. Remote learning hit a snag in the very first minutes uh, of the morning. You were talking about your son, Bo, also encountering some issues early on. Mm -hmm. Parents, students, teachers trying to figure out what are we going to do? Mm. Well, it sounds like we're slowly getting back on track in this hour, and we're going to talk to a city official in just moments. Mm -hmm. But I would as news reporter Phil Tate live in the Riverdale section of the Bronx to detail what we know. Phil. Yeah, well, right now we're learning that there have been some bumps in the road for New York City public schools. As we know, public schools went fully remote today for their daytime instruction. I want to get straight to a post that New York City schools posted up just moments ago. If you take a look at your screen right now, they say, quote, IBM has added capacity and improvements and are rolling out across the system. Now, just to give some context, IBM provides support to validate New York City public school users logging into their systems and verifying their username and password. Now, this workaround announced just after New York City schools shared issues with IBM authentication for users to even log in. Well, right now, it's still unclear how many school admin and students that this is all happening to and what they're experiencing as this post-pandemic era of remote learning rolls out in response to the storm. So still some kinks. If you're joining us right now, remote learning is seeing some issues across the city. Again, it's still unclear how many students and how many admin have been affected. But stay with us as we continue to follow this story. That's the very latest in Riverdale this morning. I'm Phil Tate, Channel 7 Eyewitness News. Awesome. Phil, thank you. We, we want to dig a little deeper in this, so we're bringing in uh, Zach Iskell. He is the Commissioner of uh, the Office of Emergency Management, who I understand you have some sense of what the glitch is. I mean, I know I've got a 10-year-old who couldn't log on, and we got a message from his school saying, don't bother logging on. We'll let you know when you can log on. 
and now he's logged on. So what 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 do we know other than IBM having some issues? Yeah, so actually I don't have much of an update for you. What I can tell you is that the city does a tremendous amount of work preparing for these types of events. We start monitoring the forecast days in advance. We start working with all of our partners for this specific event. You know, that include close coordination with the DOE, actually also the Board of Elections, because we also have an election taking place today in Queens and the Bronx and making sure that poll workers are getting there, that we're clearing and plowing the roads and salting the roads specifically in those areas, but also all over the rest of the city. And then in terms of the DOE, you know, we reached out to the DOE asking if they need any support or additional uh, help from uh, emergency management. I know they are working very, very closely with IBM right now. I think there was some sort of issue with bandwidth and, as you said, with uh, the system used for authentication and logging people on. But they are starting to see progress in getting people back online and getting the system back up and running. Hey, Zach, do you know exactly or do you have an approximation on what's working and what's not for parents or do, are we not there yet? I don't think we're there yet. And, and again, we recently just reached out to DOE and uh, asked them what, what additional help they might need from emergency management. But my understanding is right now they are going through that work, looking at how the systems are operating. And the last report we see, received is that IBM has been increasing the capacity and the bandwidth and that they're working through those issues and they're starting to see larger numbers of people able to get back online. Just quickly, is it a good decision that the kids were remote today when you see that the roads are getting plowed and snow is sticking, but the transportation is moving? What, in your mind, good decision? Yeah, look, there's there's a whole host of issues that we have to contend with with these types of storms. And I think number one is getting people off the roads. And that includes 10,000 school buses, you know, transporting hundreds of thousands Good of students point. a day. It allows us to quickly uh, get the snow off the roads. If there are emergencies that take place, we can immediately get first responders around the city. And um, and then, you know, as we go into this age, uh, you know, there's going to be things that we do right. There's going to be things that don't go as well as we would have hoped. Uh, it is constantly learning, constantly using new technologies. I mean, sanitation has a new system, Blade Runner 2.0, that we use to make sure that we're able to plow and salt every single road in the city. You know, you probably remember in the past. Uh, there'd be sort of priority areas. It led well, to sort Lauren of equity, and I certainly especially do. with yeah. the outer boroughs. Lauren and I certainly do. Right. And, and Zach, we will we'll be able to tell you whether that worked out, whether the 2.0 worked out at the end of all of this, certainly. But I certainly appreciate your time and thank you. We were most interested in letting parents know what we could let them know now. So thank you. And if you do get Yeah, and I know you new, need to get me off. But last thing I just want to say is I just want to thank you guys for all the work you do getting information out to the public. One of the most important things that we need to do as a city is making sure people are informed. Can't do that without our partners in the media. So thanks for what you We're happy to do it. it. Let us know if you get anything new. Thanks, Zach. All right, let's go to New Jersey now, where Eyewitness News reporter Anthony Carlo has been monitoring the situation in Mawa. We've been judging the flakes. We counted a few flakes early on about 4 a.m. I can see a considerable <laughs> number has piled up behind you. What a winter pretty. scene out there. You were threatening to throw snowballs earlier. What's the scene at 10 a.m.? Yeah, because the snow had me in a bad mood. That's why. No, I'm just kidding. I actually enjoy the snow. This snow has some endurance to it. Let's start with the pretty picture, right? Take a look at these tree branches right behind me. We are in Mawa. And just take a look at how gracefully this snow is weighing down some of these branches. That's an indicator just of how much snow has fallen here in Mawa. And you know what? It may be pretty, but it also creates a nuisance for you as a driver. Because look, you've got to do this. You've got to make sure you've got your ice scraper. All right, not too much ice right now, 
but certainly a lot of snow on that windshield we've got to clear off. Now, fortunately, we are next to a diner here, so we have met lots of people uh, who've been stopping into the diner for a cup of coffee, and I met one gentleman earlier. His name is Charlie, and despite this significant snowfall here in Mawa, he wanted to stop in, take a listen to what he thinks of the driving conditions. Slippery, but moderately slippery because it's wet snow, and uh, lots of... Uh uh, shoveling going on. Uh, the roads are being cleared as the snow is coming down. All right, so Charlie enjoying his morning out. You can't blame him. I mean, take a look at some of the scenic views we have here in Mawa. So even though Governor Murphy has been very adamant about telling people to stay home, there is a lot of pretty to take in. But this is Route 17. And if you're a driver right now, which as you can see, there's not too many cars out on the road. You have to be careful. There is almost no blacktop here. Governor Murphy saying he's very happy the state decided to go with a commercial travel ban spanning New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York. Take a listen to his advice. The biggest challenge right now is are the roads. Uh, we've probably got 250 in climbing accidents that have been reported into the state police. Uh, my, my guess is that number goes up meaningfully. That's our biggest focus right now. Some storms you have flooding, some you have power outages. Um, we might have a little bit of coastal flooding. We do have some outages, maybe a couple thousand right now. But this one, the big focus is on the roads and the commute. Well, you heard of more than 250 accidents so far. Look at this. I mean, we are talking about several inches of snow in Mawa, which means the kids here, along with in more than 170 schools in Jersey, can enjoy a snow day. We're live in Mawa. Anthony Carlo, Channel 7 Eyewitness News. I'll send it back to you guys. All right. Thanks, Anthony. And that's the most important shot you could have shown us right there. I can see what's on the roads and what's on the side. So thank you so much, Anthony. We want to turn now to Joe Torres. He's standing by live in Golden's Bridge. That's in Westchester County. Hey, Joe, similar scene there. Lauren, yeah, how are you guys? Let's go to Joe in the snow. Yes, northern <laughs> Westchester County, Golden's Bridge specifically. And what you'll see behind me over my right shoulder, that's Interstate 684. You guys know that road well. Not too many cars out there right now. That's a major north-south corridor here in Westchester County. Starts in lower Westchester and White Plains and takes you north all the way to the Putnam County line where it dumps out into Interstate 84. That road on a typical Tuesday is a super speedway. On a day like today, it's much more like a walkway. There's barely anyone out there and the few cars that are out there 10, 15, 20 miles an hour. And here's why. Take a look at some video that we shot earlier today. Did not take us long to find a spin out. Somebody who lost control and ended up on the side of the road. The problem here, and Sam, you can understand this, is the intensity of the snowfall. The plows come by, they clear the road, and it isn't long before the roads are snow covered once again. They're doing their best to try and stay ahead of the storm. But again, the intensity is fierce right now and it's not just 684 it's all the roads in northern Westchester Putnam and Dutchess County as we're talking about 287 as well where we saw problems also the Sawmill River Parkway the Taconic Parkway those roads are difficult to drive under perfect conditions in a snowstorm where there are hills and it's so full of curves you really need to avoid those roadways entirely and all the pieces of
pieces of snow removal equipment. We've seen them out today. The plows, snow brushes, guys armed with snow blowers, more leaf blowers actually, shovels as well. And then the independent contractors, they are very busy. We caught up with a guy in Katona in a parking lot earlier today at 8.20 this morning. He had already made three passes in the same parking lot. So it'll be a green day for him with all the snow. There are some people who actually make a living driving. We're talking specifically about the guys behind those 18 wheelers behind the wheel there. We caught up with one gentleman. He is from Quebec, Canada, very used to the winter weather conditions, but he pulled into the parking lot where we are located, shut the truck down and said he's done until the snow stops and the roads clear. So we asked him what comes next. Here's what he's going to spend the day right here. By chance, the grocery store is open, mm -hmm. Dunkin' Donuts open, so I got some restroom, some food. Mm -hmm. I got food in my truck, too, so got my bed, everything, my TV, so I'm good. So you're going to sit tight until the storm passes? Yeah, so probably I'm going to go make my delivery uh, tomorrow morning when they open at 8 o'clock. And that's some good advice. You want to sit tight until the storm passes. State of emergency here in Westchester County. Again, no schools, of course, but if you don't have to be out on the roads, and you can see a lot of people heeding the advice, stay home. Live in Golden's Bridge, I'm Joe Torres, Channel 7 Eyewitness News. Joe in the snow. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Appreciate it. Coming up here on Mornings at 10, we're going to talk to Jana Lieber to see how the MTA is handling the storm. All this weather happening on the same day of a very important special election on Long Island. How are officials responding? Will the voters come out? We'll have a live report. Also, our friend and colleague Stacy Sager joining us live for an important conversation detailing her battle against cancer for a third time. And we're watching the back end of the dry air. When does that move through? Coming up. The latest on the state of mass transit across New York. We're joined live by MTA Chairman and CEO Jano Lieber back here on the show. Mornings at 10. Uh, Mr. Lieber, always great to see you. We appreciate you coming on. I know Sam has to, to talk to you about how the system's holding yeah, up. Yeah, right? first thing with anywhere from two inches to about 11 inches of snow in our coverage area. How are things with you right now? Sam, we're, we're rocking and rolling. All aspects of the MTA system are fully operational today. We got the buses. 5,500 buses that are that got chains on their tires, out and operating. Subways are fully operational. Long Island Railroad, a full schedule. Metro North, a slightly modified uh, schedule, but they're running, those trains are running on time as well. This has actually been a solid day in transit so far. Well, we're glad to hear that things are rocking and rolling. I do want to pivot. Uh, yesterday, there was a shooting on a train. It spilled onto the platform in the Bronx. A number of bystanders were hit in that. So what's the MTA doing to address safety? You know, this isn't just a, a pickpocketing incident or somebody laying across the seats and taking up space. This is a real violent act. Yeah, it, it is. And the first thing we, we, we got to do is pause and, and, and acknowledge what the, those victims are going through. The f five people are injured, somebody lo lost their life. So New York, as New Yorkers, we're in mourning for them, but we're also fighting back because the governor and the mayor are pushing to get guns off the streets. That's what this is all about. The MTA system is actually, broadly speaking, has less crime than before pre-COVID. Um, we're headed in a good direction, but today we're acknowledging uh, what those folks are going through in the Bronx. All right, Jana Lieber, much more of a conversation ahead, although we've kind of expired our time now with, with this setting. But we appreciate you jumping on here and updating us you on bet. both issues. Thank you, sir. Yeah.
I'll take a moment now to take a break for the weather coverage to talk about something that is so very important and so personal for so many people here at Eyewitness News. Yeah, as many of you know, our friend and colleague Stacey Sager is fighting cancer again for the third time. She has been open all along and transparent about her battles, uh, hoping to both inspire and help others. Stacey's going to join us in just a minute with her message, but first I want you to see her journey from the very beginning in 1999. I was 30 years old, so my story started a quarter of a century ago. Young women at high risk for breast cancer need to know they should get a mammogram. I have a huge family history. My mother died from breast cancer at 44. My grandmother had ovarian cancer. My great-grandmother had breast cancer. She lived to be 96. The only one who had early onset was my mother. So at 30, I had a mammogram, and it saved my life. My breast cancer never would have been detected without a mammogram. And they saw microcalcifications, and it turned out to be a stage zero breast cancer. It was something called non-invasive ductal carcinoma in situ, or DCIS. So I had a bilateral mastectomy because of a stage zero breast cancer and a very strong family history. And I had immediate reconstruction. I have no more pain, and I'm very pleased with my results. So here I was in New York, single at ABC, my dream job, my dream life, and I had a stage zero breast cancer to take care of. Thank you for a courageous report. Oh, very. Very I hope it helps people. That's the goal. That Almost is the sure. goal. Thank you. Thank okay. you, Stacy. I didn't have the genetic test until 13 years later. And I felt like I already knew what the results would be. I tested positive for the BRCA1 mutation. I went in for a prophylactic oophorectomy, which was to take out my fallopian tubes and my ovaries in 2011. If there's a way to play the numbers game to your advantage, I feel like it's not really a choice, you just do it. And lightning struck again. They found an early stage ovarian cancer, which in many women can start in the fallopian tubes, is in both of my tubes. So here we are, two and a half weeks later, back in the same place. They went back in, they did a staging operation, they took out some lymph nodes in my groin, had a full hysterectomy, uterus, everything came out. It hurts. Ah but it's not so bad. I was basically taking care of business surgically. That was two times I saved my life. At some point a number of months ago, I can't pinpoint when, I would feel discomfort when I was sleeping on my right side. And I called my internist and I said, this pain is just really bad, what should I do? She said, Stacy, go get a sonogram, like now. And I did, I just went and had the sonogram. They spotted the mass in about five minutes. So there I was on September 11th, lying on a table, hysterically crying. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> couldn't believe it. By myself, hysterically crying. I did everything I was supposed to do. And this still happened. And I don't want to scare people, but I want to make them aware that it can happen. And you need to listen to your body. I decided to make these posters because I decided I needed to think of some reason to keep going through it. My daughter's dance, my garden, my family, my sister, my work. This is why I push on. As long as I can still see the sun out there and the leaves on the ground, I keep walking. You need an infusion of strength. I need the 
infusion of something positive. Cancer takes a lot and you can look at it that way or you can sort of look at yourself as the bionic woman. We can rebuild her, <laughs> right? I will not be in a wig forever. It is beautiful. I will not be bald forever. <laughs> it's still Stacy. It's still Stacy out there doing her thing. Before. It's just going to be a while before it, it comes back. <laughs> Look, I mean, I'm dealing with it all and hoping none of it is permanent. We have to celebrate the wins and we have to celebrate everything good. And hoping that I, I get stronger. So, I'm going to do it! Look who's here. Wow, Stacy. All of our hearts. I mean, we're all on the verge of tears. That was so moving. We're so happy you're here with us. I'm so happy you guys are here with me <laughs> right now. We, that was a piece of what we are going to see in the longer version. But we want to know, because you're our friend, not just our colleague. How, how are you feeling? I'm doing well. You know, I'm lucky. It's three times now. And I came through chemo. Until the end, I came through chemo very strongly. I'm dealing with some side effects from the chemo, but I'm here, I'm outside, <laughs> I'm still walking a little less than I was before, um, but I am getting stronger, I'm fighting through, and I'm, I'm trying to get to the other side, you know, and there is another side of this. And the beauty is I know this because I've been through cancer two other times. Mm -hmm. So I know what it's like to maybe not do chemo, but to come through cancer and know that you're okay for years, mm -hmm. actually. Mm -hmm. And that gives me the strength to know that this can be okay. I start radiation in a week, so. You've always had something special about you. There's always been a light, there's a joy, there is something that was always a little uplifted about your soul, about who you are. What, by sharing this story, and I know it's hard, what do you want other people to truly understand about this? And thank you so much for, for saying that. But um, I want people to understand that I'm at the front end of a younger generation of women, not my mothers, okay? And the people who are at higher risk, whether it be a variant or a mutation, we're living longer because we're taking these preventive measures. In my case, a cancer after a mastectomy may be rare, very rare, but it's not impossible. Mm. And so women who are coming up in age in their three decades, in their 30s and 40s and 50s, they need to know their new breasts. You can't just forget about it and say, I'm good to go. I'm not saying you should worry every day, right. but you need to know your new breasts and you need to be aware when something feels wrong, guess what? It is. And so much of it you knew. Like you, you said, oh, I already knew the answer or I mm -hmm. felt the pain. So right. the conversation is you have to be aware and you have to talk to your doctors about it. You Advocate. do. It's a constant communication between you and your doctors and knowing your body because the protocol for women like me, there's really no effective screening after mastectomy. You're not going in for mammograms anymore. You know, you get breast MRIs to monitor the silicone. I had saline implants. There's no one actively looking at your breasts except you 
and your physician. And you need to make them aware of these changes if you feel them. And you will, because there's less breast tissue, so you're going to feel more, and it's going to be easier for you to find it. So, yeah. This special is so riveting, and you know, it hit me as a parent when you were talking about the motivation with your kids, and you look back at the video when you were initially diagnosed, and you talked about being a warrior back then and fighting through all these different times. The third time now in your family's history, did you ever have a moment where you think, why me, why am I? dealing with all of this? I might, but then it would be somebody else. Yeah. Mm. And I don't want this to happen to anybody else. Yeah. 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 I don't want it to happen to anybody else. Yeah. And you're a unique in your ability to tell this story and show this story and share this story. I, I, I love you and I think the audience loves you for how much of yourself you're willing to put out there on camera in order to help someone else. Well, I just love seeing you in 1999. <laughs> 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 Always with a sense of humor. I'm on. That's what Gotta I mean. Gotta watch the documentary. That's what I mean yeah. about the light. Stacy, <laughs> talk just a little bit about doing this special. How does it help you? And how do, you filed a number of really beautiful stories while you've been in and out on medical leave. How does that? Well, it is, it is, you know, a release. Mm -hmm. to, to talk about it for me not for every woman it's just it depends how private you are um, I'm sort of an introvert who's on TV so it's it's a little bit strange mm -hmm. being here talking about it but you know my doctors give some amazing advice in this documentary too and I love my doctors I can't say that enough and my BRCA community and if you go on our site and you watch the full report and you see and if and if you're at risk and you see these excerpts from our doctors mm -hmm. um, they give great advice and they make oh. people aware, so it's educational. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's also, you know, where the heck has Stacy been? <laughs> you know, what right. have I been doing? Yeah. So it's, I'm doing well. You know, tomorrow is just never promised. We don't know. But um, I know that my scans were clean and I know that as of right now, you know, God willing, it's, it's contained and I have 20 rounds of radiation to get through. Starting next week. Starting next week. Yeah. We are with you. Mm -hmm. We are always thinking of you. I know you post for our viewers. You're posting on Instagram. Know that we aren't just following you on social media. We are following you with our hearts. Thank you guys yeah. so much. It's so nice to it's be among to friends. You. It's good to see I feel you. at home here. Love you so much. Come back when it's all done and tell us how you're and feeling. And I'll be back then. at five. Okay, <laughs> yes, okay. yes. And you can watch Stacy's entire story right now, wherever you stream ABC7 New York. Three decades, mm. three cancer. It is powerful, it is important, and it is something that could be life-saving. We encourage you to watch.